generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. You were listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail, week number 176. Been to Australia, haven't I? Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Well, well, well. Christopher Luxon called out talking about recessions because we're not in one anymore, apparently, uh, because they revised the data. So you can't really be saying that anymore. National have lost one of their things that they were having a crack at Labour about. But it doesn't feel like we're out of recession, does it? And we're going to dig into that today. However, I'm going to give you some context or just help you understand because someone asked me yesterday, oh, I thought that you said that you had to have growth for two uh, quarters to get out of a recession. But uh, one of the definitions of a recession is two negative growth. So basically, it's not growing two quarters in a row. Now, we had that uh, for sure in the last quarter but oh no, sorry, two quarters ago. Um, but and remember the data lags as well. So it's September, and the September quarter is about to finish. But we're only just getting June's data, and then the quarter before that uh, we had, which confirmed we we're in a recession. It's bloody hard to keep up with, isn't it? But anyway, what they do do is they sort of go back and they look at the data with more time to make sure did they get it entirely accurate. And I think it was a negative zero point one percent off the back of. I had negative something the quarter before, which confirmed we were in a recession, and we were like, chat, we're all in recession. Uh, but they've, they've said it, I think it's 0%, so basically it's flat, so technically t- not two negatives, therefore we're not, we weren't technically in a recession. So now it's just massively confusing, we've actually had growth in this last quarter. So you don't need two quarters of growth to get you out of a recession, you just basically need to not be going backwards, and then you're not in a recession. But when you continue to be... Uh, going backwards, then you run into some serious troubles and you start using different terminology, which we may get to explore one day, hopefully not. But anyway, we're not technically in a recession. We're definitely not at the moment because the economy is growing. Uh, and perhaps we weren't at all because they think that the growth was flat. So, you know, when I was posting things saying we're in a recession, um, we technically, no, no, we weren't, Luke. So we, uh, we've revised that and we've got that wrong. But this just shows you how confusing this shit is. And you probably, I think Kiwis are getting to the stage where they're just like, for fuck's sake, well, what, what is going on? Because it feels tough out there. And I think that's the, the issue for most of us is the feeling that we've got. And I think 
we've tried to do pretty well, Mikey and I, for instance, to teach you about inflation. And that's probably what you're feeling the most. And to give you some quick data, for instance, I was looking back at some inflation figures that I keep in my notes, and inflation has been above 3% for over two whole years. Now, remember that inflation target is between 1% to 3%. Now, if you go back, the, like, this is the beauty of doing presentations and being asked to speak and stuff. I'm digging in and I'm and, and you know finding things to teach you guys about is that I'm learning so much and then able to sort of stack it together and go like, oh yeah, okay, well then explain it this way, mate. Now, when you go back 25 years and run off what's inflation been, on average it's been 2.4%. Now, if you were to say, okay, well, if the target's 1% to 3%, your brain would say, well, then naturally you'd think we need to be at around 1.5%. But we're actually usually, in, over the last 25 years, at the upper limit of that 1% to 3%, but we are under it. And that's what we accept as sort of okay-ish inflation. Now, we've been at over 3%, and I'm not just saying we're at 3.2, we're at 3. Point, you know, we're at fucking 6s and 7s and stuff, right? So we're there for two years to the end of June uh, 2023, I think it is. So now we're getting towards the end of September, and we're going to be there again. So it's rolling on. So, of course, you're going to feel like this feels fucked because if you're historically used to, on data, the last 25 years, inflation being roughly 2.5%, and you haven't noticed it, well, when it's been above 3% for two years, and sometimes at 6, 5 point whatever, you know, it's not just above 3, it's it's really high. Of course, you're going to notice it. You've got two years out of the last 25 where you're saying you're, the data is telling you, yes, you should feel this because it's broken. You know, this is weird. And it's probably like carrying around, you know, a, a per, staying at the same weight for some time and having slight fluctuations for 25 years and all of a sudden you've just got bang you've got you've gotten heavier and quite a bit heavier and it's now been two years and you're thinking you're telling me that I'm I'm we need to sort this out and get back to the mean but you know we're not getting there and it just feels hard and it fe- I feel heavy I feel like I'm doing all the right things you're, you're doing different things to me and I'm fucking changing my diet and stuff and I'm still heavy this sucks what is going on and that's probably the feeling that most of us have at the moment is we're just getting beaten up by inflation I think perfectly summed up by having a beer with people who are billing you uh, recently and this guy said man inflation you haven't even really noticed it previously eh? but over the last couple of years shit it's been noticeable and that is completely backed up by data so what he's saying is basically articulating my whole, here's the proof of what you may be feeling. So inflation's obviously very different to GDP data growth, and that's some real technical stuff, and people still don't, you know, what's gross domestic product, etc. But that's how we measure whether we are in a recession or not. But the economy can still be growing, but your inflation is going to be individualized to you, depending on the things that you buy. So you're going to be feeling like, well, Okay, cool. The country's growing. The economy's the country's economy's growing, but I don't really feel like I am, or this just feels brutal. And what you're probably feeling uh, is inflation. Now, the sad thing, as I'll mention later on in this, is that that's probably going to continue. But let's dive in because 
there is some interesting stuff in here, and we can now say the recession's over. You know, why doesn't it feel like that? So this week's gross domestic product data told us that we are out of a recession. What have you been complaining about? Get on with it. This is tongue-in-cheek, of course. The economy is growing, though. It might only be slightly, but growth is what we are focused on. We're measuring uh, whether we're in a recession or not, and that's how we gauge that too. So for many of us, it probably doesn't feel, keyword being feel here, like that. So how come? Well, was the growth we have had to get out of the recession recession mostly fueled by new people coming into New Zealand, and that's now slowing down? And I can tell you for certain, based on two data points, that that is because you know when everyone's talking about migration at the moment, and we've got a migration boom, and that's going to mean that house prices are going to go up, and all this stuff, and you're you're hearing a bit of that out there. Well, we have clients, and I have contacts who bring people into New Zealand to fill skills gaps. And they are telling me, oh, Luke, we are slowing down. We don't need to bring in as many as we thought we did. We are being approached by migrants that are already in New Zealand saying, hey, do you have work for me? I have a job because they have to have a job. And I think Kiwis are employers before they get their visas, the, the migrants, they are the Kiwi employers obligated to pay for them to get back to where they've come from as well. So it's not like they just don't have work and then they end up on some sort of benefit, which is some commentary that I've seen. I'm fairly certain that that's not the rules and that if you get people to come to New Zealand for these roles and it's your responsibility to get them back to where they came from as well, unless they've got a visa and they're a citizen as such, things things are completely different. But what I'm being told is we don't need to bring in as many, so it's slowing down, and also we've got people calling us saying, can I come work for you because I want to do 40 hours. Now, you have to remember that the reason a lot of these migrants come to New Zealand is that they want to work here, they want to earn the dollar, and they want to send it back home. And so they want to work. They want to do 40-hour week. They want to do 50. They want to do 60. They want to work fucking stat days. They just they want to work. Like they're here to do that. They're not here to, you know, have a work-life balance and find out when the four-day work week starts and do a bit of digital nomad here, there, and everywhere and might shoot down to Queenstown for a week and then get back into a little bit of work. No, they're here to collect cash, to send it back home to better their situation for their family. So, of course, they don't want a 30-hour-a-week job, do they? They want a 40, they want a 50, they want a 60. That means that then there's less demand for people to come here because we can just find people locally and say, well, yeah, we've got 40 hours over here for you, and they go, okay, well, I'm going to move from the 30-hour roll to the 40-hour roll, that sort of thing. So as an economy slows down, we start to see these little things wash out. So the big hype about migration and that's going to solve everything and whatnot, that obviously skewed some of this data because all these people were coming in over a rolling average of, say, 12 months, but we had Kiwis leaving, but we still had more coming in. That that skews it a bit because all those people are coming in and they're doing economic activity, right? So then we're sort of seeing some forms of growth. So what economists are now sort of saying, what people are saying in this last week is, yeah, cool, we may be out of recession. However, don't get too excited because really we want to be looking forward and it's the landscape that we've got ahead that's probably more scary, i.e., you know, then we're not going to have um, people coming to New Zealand to help stimulate the economy and therefore, you know, there's that lever that's gone that can sort of prop us up a little bit. And we just continue to go through these learnings, or no, that's not a word, learnings is not a word, lessons is the word I've been told, shout out to GH um, if he's listening. So 
we're going to get these lessons and continue to get them and continue to learn about what's happening in an economy as we go because it's always changing and there's different things happening and that then spits out the small data point which is, is the economy growing? And if it's not, do we have two negative quarters, therefore are we in a recession? And then we all freak out and then we all act more like that as well. But basically the data does suggest that because so many key, uh, people have been coming into New Zealand, that that could be the case when you work out growth on a per capita basis and that's getting very geeky so we're not going to go there but if you want to google that you can probably find some information about that now could it be also that we thought ballooning asset prices during the pandemic were normal so because we aren't seeing those we aren't feeling the growth i know for a lot of people growth to them means is my house price increasing is my share account increasing is my KiwiSaver? is my sharesies and when it's not like that's how you measure whether an economy is growing. You're like, fuck, I don't really feel like things are growing here. But that's obviously not how uh, economy is measured in terms of growth. Perhaps it's just partly our state of mind. Now, for most people, I believe they're going off of a feeling that they have about their finances. Now, as well, we are constantly being bombarded with noise about low to no growth and recession. So obviously, we're going to have that front of mind. If you keep hearing that you're in a cost of living crisis, you're probably going to notice it. Now on that, this is psychology, and this is not, Luke's just made this up. When, it's the same thing, right? When you go and buy a car, or you buy something, then you notice, oh shit, there's heaps of these. But your brain didn't see them until you got it, and you brought it to the front. I can't remember the terminology for it, but it'll probably come to me in this pod. You want to use this to your advantage. This is a principle that you can use. And what you want to do is use it positively towards yourself. This is why I do gratitude, for example, because when I say I've been practicing gratitude for over three years now, it's probably coming up five years, What that, and then I say after that, and it helps me see the world differently because I'm then more grateful for the things that I have, and then the world shows up differently because my brain has been wired to sort of see things that I'm really grateful for, and I'm practicing doing that every day. Now, for you, say you are struggling with seeing any growth or things like that, you want to get the opposite of that to be what your brain is looking for. Now, for example, you might say, there's no opportunities in my current role. I've been told that you know we're not growing. Um, there's just fucking no opportunities for me. I'm a female. Um, there's no opportunities for me in my industry at the moment because construction's going backwards. Like whatever you're thinking and that is holding you back, you need to flip it and go, okay, I need my brain to look for the evidence that I'm wrong, which sounds counterintuitive because all your brain wants to do is find the evidence that you're right. Now, then you need to like plant anchors every day to remind you to look for that. So just using the concept of opportunity overall, you want to be thinking about opportunity and probably waking up in the morning and having fucking opportunity written on your phone screen and that's the only thing that's on your phone screen and you're like, oh, opportunity, okay. And you don't even know that nothing's happening at that stage but you see the word opportunity and then you start seeing it more and you see it pop up in an article, you see it um, when you're going down the street and you're like, oh, geez, man, this is weird. I didn't even know that it was written there. hadn't seen that before. You'll hear people say it and your brain will start to look for those things more. Now, similarly, say you're in like construction, you would be looking for, well, someone tells you, oh, I got a pay rise. And you're like, well, how could that be? Because that's in construction. Well, shit, okay, maybe 
And that's where the opportunity is over there, what type of construction that is. Same thing if you think that it, you can't get ahead because you're a female, are you from a small town or like whatever it is for you, you want to try and plant reminders for your brain to go and get you the data to call bullshit on that so that your brain can go out and find that shit for you because it will and then you'll see more of it and then you'll realize like, oh damn it, why did I waste so much time thinking like that? over there. So what's the thing for you that you might need to write down or have on your desk or have on your screensaver or have on your phone or have um, written on a sticky note inside your car or where do you go every day where you can retrain what your brain may look like for you. It's an, it's an incredible tool. It's like having a calculator on your desk having to do a heap of math and being like nah I might just try and work it out with a pad and pen. You know cool you can do that but why not use the technology? The same thing with our brain. We don't learn how to use it, so then we don't. But it's a fucking incredible piece of technology that's planted into each of us. And if we can just figure out how to unlock a little bit more of us uh, of it for us, your life could look completely different. Right, back into it. Realistically, no one has been able to escape the increasing cost of debt, i.e. interest rates going up. You can't escape, and only a third of Kiwis have a mortgage, right? So rising interest rates for two-thirds of people may not be the freak out when they hear the article or the story about interest rates going up and things like that. They just may not care, but interest rates affect everything. We've talked about that before. We won't go down that rabbit hole. But for all of us, we can't escape the cost of living either. Cost of travel, cost of fuel, cost of a beer, cost of childcare, cost of insurance, the cost of just about everything. Mikey was telling me today how much his... Uh, this week, sorry, how much his insurance is for his vehicles. And I said to him, mate, I told you, maybe you will own nothing and have uh, and be happy because you're going to have to sell all those cars because you're not going to be happy paying that bloody insurance on all of them. And he said to me he'll die on a hill before he does that. But it does show you that you might want and have fancy toys like a boat or something you barely use. You see the insurance increasing on that and you're like, oh my gosh, that is brutal. But... You can't help but notice this shit because the cost of just about everything is going up, right? So let's not keep uh, building on that list, otherwise you might switch this off. But the cost of living is very noticeable and that helps trigger your memory of, yes, we are in a cost of living crisis that we're all facing. So I'm just showing you that that principle where I was trying to teach you how to use it uh, for yourself and do it well and use it positively, how it's working against you at the moment you constantly keep getting told we're in a cost of living crisis, your brain's going to keep seeing costs going up and it's going to jog your memory that you are in a crisis. Like, For fuck's sake, when's this going to change? But go back to the top, well, we've had two years outside of the 1% per 3, 1 to 3% inflation target where it's been almost double that on average for the last two years. Compare that to the last 25 years, which is about 2.5%, of course you're noticing this shit. You've got to find ways to fight back and go the other way because inflation is a very tough headwind for all of us to battle against and it's literally been up over 3% for over two years now which is no doubt what you and I are feeling and noticing. The hard thing to swallow is that it could still be here for some time. Sheesh, we may even see interest rates rise from here. Don't say that Luke, I know, I'm sorry. I know it doesn't feel great out there even if we are growing as an economy but you need to stay in the fight. There is always opportunity out there. You may need to combat all of our negativity with some positivity. Don't forget gratitude too, talked about that before, and look for ways you can see growth and practice capturing it. We've discussed this before, growth in yourself, your relationships, your family, your knowledge, your education, your skills, your vocabulary, your vision of the future. 
or in all those things are feeling like they're going against you, you need to continue to find ways to grow them. And I'll tell you something that a client said to me last week when I was in hol- on holiday, and it's one of the best things that I've been told uh, by a client. It says, they're, uh, they're not seeing much growth, but it says, honestly, mate, best piece of advice you gave me a couple of years ago was when you can't capture dollars, you can capture eyeballs. For this person, I knew that we were going into a tricky economic time, and I said, remember, we'll be able, able to capture eyeballs and audience, and I've told you time and time again about once you have an audience, opportunities come out of that. And they said to me, it was apt for COVID and also for a recession. Now, they got themselves recession ready during COVID because they're willing to do things that people that they compete with weren't willing to do. And it's really cool for me to start to see some of these things come out of the woodwork from seeds I've planted or advice I've given years ago. And there's a really cool podcast on Tuesday that's coming out discussing exactly that and that was a lot of fun for me because I guess for some context I've been doing a lot of shit that you probably don't know uh, that I do and giving advice and helping people and stuff for a number of years before doing podcasts and things like that and practicing things and linking people up and teaching the uh, uh, different people things and giving them an ear giving them a bit of a go that direction not that direction where I can and Part of why I did this podcast, I'm like, I can't do that at scale. I can't keep doing that. But I thought, well, why not share some of those lessons even wider? And you're now starting to see some of these people come through some of those teachings and things that they've done. And we can ask them, well, how did you do it? And what were you thinking at the time? What does it look like now? What would you do differently? Those sorts of things. And that means we can all learn from very different people. So you're not just thinking or just learning from me. We're getting other people's journeys as well. So let's carry on. Uh, see, there's always opportunity out there. Think about where that is. Is it yourself, your relationships, your family, your knowledge, your education, your skills, your vocab, your vision of the future? Think about how you will make up for any lost time on the other side of these challenging times as well. You know, that's a whole exercise for each of us to do in our own right too. If we feel like we're not making much in terms of inroads of growth whatever our explanation of growth is how are we going to make up for it on the other side of these challenging times because they will change I know it can be hard to think about the other side when you're deep in a slow grinding marathon with an added headwind and that's what it feels like at the moment right we're in a marathon and we've got a fucking headwind and we're like when is this wind going to change but it doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon but you must look to the future and continue to draw it for yourself otherwise others will draw it for you Keep imagining, hoping, dreaming, and aspiring for what you want. This is a world of abundance, and we can have the things we want. No, it won't always happen as fast as we want it to, and there will be hurdles, but think about what can keep you looking forward. That's where we want to keep our eyes, into the future. Remember, zoom out and think longer term beyond what you are feeling right now, because like it or not, and this sounds way too simplistic, but we choose our feelings, and... That can be very hard to accept or to understand or to even believe. But I was going to say, go and research that if you want to or just accept it, that you're probably choosing the way that you feel. You're like, no way, that is not the case. I feel like this because of these things. Well, yes, but 
you're choosing how you re- react to those, that's outcome equals feeling. But anyway, go back. I've got an exercise for you. Go back into your photos on your phone or memories somewhere and find something that reminds you of prosperity and growth. And it might be graduating, for instance, for those who went to uni. Uh, just find something that you've got where that reminds you of prosperity and growth. And maybe even save that as the backing on your screensaver to remind you like, oh yeah, I was growing. I was, I was doing some growth in that time. Because we've all got a different definition of what that is, right? Now, think about whether at that moment, were you thinking about recessions and GDP figures or inflation rates? I didn't think so. Growth means something different to each of us. So stay the course. During the GFC, for instance, you'll notice now that so many people are like, I can't really remember what that was like because you probably weren't thinking about a whole heap of this shit. But it is very front of mind for a lot of people at the moment. So have a think about what growth means to you when you've got an image or memory of growth and then go, well, was I worried about Adrian Orr, the Reserve Bank, uh, Grant Robertson, the Prime Minister, whoever, these people that are sort of you know, in control uh, in our minds at the moment and think, were we thinking about them at that day and age? GDP figures, were we think about recessions, interest rates, OCRs, official cash rates? Probably not. Probably not. We're probably just thinking, fuck yeah, I'm growing. Can you get yourself back to those areas? You are one of over 8,475 recipients plus LinkedIn, etc. So it's about 10,000. Keep the change downloads. We've got September still to go, but August 67,500 downloads of the podcast. Good to see people learning. Hopefully, you are taking something from these. I'm looking forward to getting on the mic with Mikey tomorrow back into the studio, doing a little bit of a wrap-up of some of the travels and some different topics that people have sent in as well. Looking forward to that. Keep yourself well. Keep looking towards the future. We'll carry on together. We'll make sure that we're growing no matter what's happening in the economy. Oh, you can't 